Hey friend, welcome back to the Right Wellness Chat. Today, we're going to start off by asking a very simple question that we get asked all the time, but I am so curious to know your answer because the way that you answer it is everything. What you think about this answer to this very common question really does affect everything in your life. So we're going to dive deep into this question, and I'm going to share my story of how I learned to answer this question, and I just pray this blesses you as I believe it will. Okay, let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my OG, my number one for fat loss that 100% expedited my 30-pound postpartum transformation. It's literally liquid gold. Just one tablespoon each morning is helping to inhibit fat storage, shrink fat cells, develop lean muscles, support fat metabolism, restore youthful skin, support joint, muscle, and connective tissue health, support healthy hair, nails, gums, and eyes. It has zero sugar, five decadent flavors to choose from. Add it to a sensible diet for your best results. Take it alone or amp up results with supporting products. Click the link in the show notes for product details and coupon attached to get started at a discounted price. Here's to the kitchen sink of physical wellness, mama. Hey, mama friend. Do you have a full blessed life that is so overwhelming? Do you want to live well and honor your temple, but just don't even know where to start? Motherhood is so stressful. You just need more peace right? Hey, I'm Shan Wright, daughter of the king, wife, mother to four, RN, wellness coach, and I am so happy you're here on the Right Wellness Chat. I can honestly say I have been there. I know what it's like to want to live well, but completely overwhelmed and about to lose it with my very blessed full life. I got to the point where enough was enough and I tracked my way to whole body wellness and so much peace. Want to learn how I did it? I will break it all down in simple, tactical solutions, share intentional living strategies, and pour a heavy dose of encouragement to chase Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Come on, we got this, Mama. One baby step of courage at a time. Go heat up that coffee for the third time and turn your listening ears on. Let's chat. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Right Wellness Chat. Let's get started chatting, and I have a very in-depth First question for you. Who are you? No, really. Who are you? Whenever we meet someone new, we want to introduce ourselves naturally, and it's typically our name and what we do. And many times as moms, when we meet someone else, we say, nice to meet you. Do you have any kids? And we try to relate to their family right away. I I wonder if a better way to introduce ourselves is to say, nice to meet you, tell me about yourself, and let the person decide what that might be. That will be a hard habit to break, but maybe a better question, or not even a question, but a request, then what do you do? Because when we are asked what we do, that would be our response correct? Our response would be in our career or our family status or our marital status or how we spend our day. And when we ask someone, tell me about yourself, they get to choose 
how they like to answer that. So that would be a way that we can change it because to describe ourselves by only our external factors is the norm. But if we're being honest, this is not who we are. It's just what we do. Our external factors are nothing to our internal factors that are permanent. So all of those things are great describing our career, our marital status, our family status, our kids. Those are great things to share with people. But it's not who we are because as much as we love those things, we love having kids and sharing about our husband, sharing about our, what we do with our time. What happens when we have a drastic career change or our children enter a new stage of life or, you know, something happens to our marriage or our spouse and we're left with this question, do you have kids or are you married? And we put that person in a really hard spot to answer. I mean, gosh, what if they just went through a divorce or they just had a death? That question would be, you know, putting them in a very vulnerable, hard spot. But when those other things change change, and we are left with that question and, you know, our career changes or the children enter a new stage of life, etc., Our identity takes a huge hit if we think that is who we are. If we base who we are on those external factors, our identity gets affected. God does not want us to put our confidence in those things because like building our houses on sand that is always shifting When the winds and the rains come, our houses will fall if it is not built on the rock. And this is how Jesus describes it in Matthew 7. He says to build your house on the rock, to build who you are on Jesus. Because if we build it on other things in this life, we will fall. So confidence is that belief in who you are. It is your true identity. So I'm sure you know confident, being confident in something good to be. And we have heard so many cliches on confidence. But do we just look at confidence as something we are or not? Are we just a naturally confident person or not? Or are we striving to be more confident in life? I have heard it said that your belief in yourself, confidence, aka, is the foundation of your success. And I believe this to be true in any kind of success we're trying to have. But for example, to have success in sales, that is the transfer of belief. To sell anything, your belief in that thing, you are confident in what you believe and you transfer that to someone else through energy, words, and expression for them also to believe in it too and then purchase if it sales. So ultimately, success in life comes down to having confidence in you and how are you made, who are you made by, God. So it comes down to God confidence. 
2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 5 says, We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He made you. God being our creator and your creator and the orchestrator of your life gives confidence that whatever comes along our path, he has equipped us to get through it already. So let me propose to you two types of confidence. Confidence in you, believing in yourself. And number two, confidence in what you do, your mission, your purpose in life. We can be confident in our personhood, but lack skill in certain areas and are not confident in that skill until we learn it, right? Vice versa, we can be confident in skills, but not in ourselves. And side note, that person that is confident in themselves will probably be faster in learning new skills and becoming confident in what they do. Because again, that belief in yourself is foundational for success. See, I know this to be true because I was confident in skills, but not in myself. And I want to share with you my story of how I learned confidence. As a young girl, I was quiet, middle of five kids, my personality to please people like my parents and be the good girl resulted in keeping my mouth quiet a lot. I quickly became labeled as shy and accepted that. Yes, I was quiet and it came from wanting to please people and be the good girl. I didn't ask questions or talk much because, hey, I am shy. And it's not that I didn't have things to say, but I didn't have the confidence to say them because would they be good enough? Would my opinion cause problems? Would I sound smart? Would I ruffle feathers? Would I upset my parents? So as I grew, I became confident in certain things, in skills. I was a good student and confident in the classroom. I was a good athlete and confident on the field. But let's take academics for an example. I was salutatorian, straight A student, loved school so much that I never missed a day in my life. Oh yeah, that's true. Never in my life did I miss a day of school. And I use that in all those three truths and a lie games. So now you know if you ever play with me. (laughs) I ended school super confident in academics. Then I went to college and I entered into a nursing program and I got my first C. Of course, my confidence took a huge hit my freshman year. And unfortunately, it didn't recover quickly because it takes time and investment to grow your confidence. Until I graduated and passed my nursing boards, I was not confident in my test-taking abilities or that I could do well on such a huge exam. And I didn't have that feeling, that confidence until I passed the boards. And then I entered a real nursing world. (laughs) Again, Patient after patient, new scenario after new scenario, and I had so much to learn and no confidence to be apart from my mentor for a good six months. But through time, mentorship, and investment in my skills, I grew into a confident nurse. Then I left the nursing world. 
Not only did my identity take a huge hit, which I had mentioned in a previous episode took me a good year to build, and we'll talk more about identity next week, but I now had to teach myself to be confident in my new role as a stay-at-home mom. Again, that's what I do. That's being confident in a role and a skill, and this is one type of confidence. And I would say the lesser of the types, right? Again, we've talked about having confidence in yourself is the foundation. And I wasn't confronted with confidence in myself until I had to be. I was walking around confident in certain areas, but overall, I wasn't. And the effects of this, I was blind to. Fast forward, I partnered with my friend in a health and wellness social retail business And it was through this partnership that I was then confronted with the fact that I actually lacked confidence in myself. Within nursing, I was confident in skills. I was now, you know, a few years in, confident as a mom, but not in me. I had really no idea. I didn't know it was a problem of mine. It's like my confidence was screaming, Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. But I was becoming more confident in my skill of this new business by being on regular calls with my mentor. And along came my mentor, recognizing the fact that I was not confident in myself. Whoa. I was like, where did that come from? Side note, thank God for mentors, right? Like we need them in our life. We should be them for others that we're ahead of. It's really discipleship, which is what we are called to do as disciples. But anyway, I thought, what do you mean? I'm doing the things, I'm learning and growing in business. Why would she think this? I hadn't had my confidence confronted in this way before. I still wanted to defend myself and say, I'm confident in certain things and skills and tasks and duties. But in those few seconds, rattling that list off in my head, I realized she was right. And I ultimately was not confident in myself. But why? Where did that come from? Being confident in yourself and your God-given purpose can be described as a flower. Imagine that. God using his creation to impart a valuable life lesson. So if you look at a flower or a plant, It can't grow deep roots without water. But sometimes we see the pretty flower on top or the greenery and are mistaken by that false confidence or that that beauty. I had some greenery in my life due to being confident in skills and roles I had learned, but I didn't have the deep roots that would keep me stable come the storms, challenges, and trials I would inevitably face. So good news is, roots grow. We can grow in confidence, and we can regrow, and we can rebuild. We were not born with insecurities, doubt, or shame, but over time, these came in. Just like shyness for me. I was called that, and it was spoken over me. A shy person is not a confident person. I had to recognize that this word curse came upon me, unclaim it, reject it, and build up confidence through 
acts of courage. I had to trust and obey God's word and take courage because that's what he says to do. So recognizing these negative words, labels, this negative feedback that has played into our doubts, shame, insecurities, the low confidence in ourselves, that is necessary in order to grow this new confidence, to rebuild and regrow your confidence. So for me, not having confidence in myself, and I'm questioning why, where did this come from? It came from way back when listening and accepting the word shy and other labels and negative feedback that is just said to you over time, the different obstacles you face in life, the different trials, the different things that you go through that kind of knocks you down over and over and accepting that. And, and then we end up learning skills and you know abilities in different things and what we do. So then we learn this confidence and we grow in this confidence in something that we can do in a way that we can perform but overall, our confidence in ourself is still really low. It's still like a baby little plant because we have accepted these words and these things said about our character and our identity and claimed them. And so we're trying to grow in confidence, but ultimately we aren't. We're really just growing in this confidence in a skill, but not in our identity. I really wish I could insert a picture here for you, but imagine this. I'm going to paint it for you in your and in your mind's eye. I want you to think about it. I've seen this picture on the World Wide Web, and frankly, I've seen it in person too, although it's not as cool as this one that I'm going to describe. It is a flower. It's really a dandelion, but we can still call that a flower, right? And it is strongly growing up through black pavement. So the purpose, this life purpose and plan of this flower is to bloom right here in this pavement, regardless of the pavement's objections. So imagine this boisterous dandelion and it is um, just cracking through this black pavement so much so that you can tell the roots are so strong underneath because it's not only busted through the pavement, but it's raised it up. So it is, I've seen this happen with little, like little weeds in the pavement. This one is like probably the biggest dandelion plant you've ever seen busting through sturdy black pavement. So the root system demanded this flower dandelion to fight and bloom confidently despite the obstacle of the pavement. So obstacles will stand in our way as we build confidence, but we can still learn to do so through learning, mentorship, time, and experience. Only through taking courage will we build the confidence to overcome these obstacles that inevitably stand in our way. So we take up courage in learning and taking the time to learn and taking the courage that it and trusting that it is going to take time, but we are going to push through and we're going to try again and again and resist the time to 
the urge to quit because it's taking too long. And the new experiences that we're going to come that are going to come up are going to help us to take courage in those new experiences, knowing that that will help us to overcome the obstacle. So friend, that's why we're here to take these steps of courage together. And you will see your confidence grow over time. I am so confident in that. And this mentorship that you can take up is with other people that have taken these steps of courage and they will share them with you. And that builds the confidence in you that you can do it too. And that is why we will share testimonies on here. We will share testimonies of courage so that you can say, okay, they face this obstacle that I'm facing. And so I can as well take that step of courage that they did to overcome and to build that confidence in myself. So testimonies are going to be so huge on here. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm sharing my testimony, my story of how I learned confidence so that you can learn a little bit more confidence in your life. And again, if you want more on this, if you want to talk deeper about this, you can book me for a one-on-one wellness chat. That is where I can do some quote-unquote mentoring with you and teach you what I did specifically so that you can do it too. And we can talk through your exact example because of course I will be sharing on here things that I did and things that I have done. But if you want to get detailed on your experience and have that chat back, right? Because I'm chatting to you, but you're not really able to speak back to me here. So that's why I want you to A, book me for a one-on-one wellness chat and we can talk together. Or B, come over in our wellness community on Facebook where we can chat back. That is where we can continue the conversation. It's Encourage Wellness Community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. And um, that is where we can continue this conversation with not just me, but other like-minded moms and women who want to take courage and grow in confidence. So another thing that can kill our confidence, so not only obstacles that will get in our way will knock our confidence down and we'll have to keep trying and keep taking courage over and over to build it as we take courage, it compounds into confidence. But another thing that can kill our confidence and cause us to go through a rebuild is comparison. We have all heard that comparison kills and it will kill our fresh bloom of confidence for sure. We have to believe that we are a true masterpiece made by God. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Therefore, if we are a masterpiece, as Paul said, we are incomparable. Masterpieces are made by an artist unlike any other masterpiece. That's If not, they would have just been called a piece of art or a, um, you know, a project. But no, we are a masterpiece. Each one of us is a masterpiece. That is amazing. If you look at that from an artist, a creator's point of view, that, and that's what we are to do because God is the ultimate creator. He is the creator. It's a name. So you are God's masterpiece. You are incomparable. Pastor Mike Todd says, I listened to a message on him speaking about confidence. And he says, we are to compare products, not people. 
Come on, let's get this right, people. It's just products that we are to compare. It is impossible to compare human beings. We can go to the store and compare different products and look at labels and look at brands. But as human beings, that is impossible. I don't know why we try to do it, right? It doesn't even make sense. But we do it. And we compare our motherhood journeys. We compare um, ourselves to the mom next to us, to our neighbor who's a mom. And we get ourselves in these situations where it really is just killing our confidence and we are hurting ourselves. God does not want us to compare. If you are a masterpiece, then your role as a mom will look completely different than any other mom. And I'm sure we're going to touch on this later too. I haven't planned that episode out, but I'm very sure it will come up again. <laughs> and also in that Ephesians verse, Paul says, we can, so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. Let that sink in. He has great things planned for you. And there are ways in motherhood you can do good works. But to think only your role of mom is your purpose in life is to underrate these good works that God has for you. He has gifted you with so many talents, skills, and abilities for his glory. Things that only you can do. So let's take up confidence in that and get excited each day for this purpose and plan that he has for you. As you see, confidence and identity go so hand in hand, and you really cannot have one without the other. So in recap, I learned to be confident in me. I learned that being confident as a student or a nurse or a business entrepreneur or in anything I was doing was actually not confident confidence in myself. And I needed to learn how to be confident in the person that God made me to be with the purpose that he had put inside of me, that he had destined for me, and the abundance that he had planned for me. And the only way to tap into that abundant, peaceful life is to know the purpose that he put inside of you. And to know that is through building your kingdom identity and not in what you do but in who you are. And so not in my skills as a nurse or a student or a mom, but in who I was made to be on this earth. And the way that you learn that identity, I will share about next time. I will share how I learned my kingdom identity and how you can too in our next episode. Okay, friends, I hope this blessed you today. And if so, please come over to the Facebook community and tell me so, so we can continue chatting. This is only a fun chat if you talk back because <laughs> you are learning my stories, but I want to learn you. I want to learn about you. I want to learn your um, story with confidence. What makes you confident? Why are you confident as a person? And why might that be a struggle of yours? And if, again, if you want to chat personally about this with me, you can book me for a one-on-one chat and that is in the show notes. Or if you want to share in the community and encourage others, please do so at 
It's over on Facebook at Encourage Wellness Community, and that link is also in the show notes. Okay, I look forward to chatting with you next time, friend. Shalom. Hey, Wellness Warrior. I pray that blessed you. And if so, it would bless me big if you would write a five-star review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not only would this make me super happy, but it will allow for others to find this show too. Also, I love to chat over on Instagram, so make sure to take a screenshot, share to your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Shan Wright so I can see it and we can keep chatting and bring other moms to chat with us. Until we get to chat again, mama friend, may the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace.